The future of radio. 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 What did you just do with your stomach? <laughs> I leaned over my keyboard when I was trying to adjust my headphone volume, and it started. Did you not notice it started replaying again? Oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't really sure what your stomach had to do with that. <laughs> no, because I hit it with my stomach <laughs> as I was going by. <laughs> ah, yeah. All right. Since I have the separate keyboard, since you know my computer's keyboard doesn't work after the whole uh, the whiskey whis- incident. Yeah, the whiskey fiasco. Yes. Mm, well, that's too bad. Uh, this is Fun Employment Radio. I'm Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X Dillon, and uh, we need to adjust this uh, or address this right now. Um, if you hear some banging and some noises in the background while we're recording today, like right now, holy god, that's loud. Yeah, they're working on the roof of our building, which is a good thing, but um, it's it's quite loud. It's quite loud, and it's stinky out there too. Yeah, it smells. I didn't know that uh, you know that if your roof is leaking, all of a sudden it smells like fish in the hall. <laughs> <laughs> it smells. Well, yeah, it's not I'm, even like a mildew smell. It's like some. Maybe well, it's like the product that he's using to fix the the ceiling. That or something. could be, or someone could have been eating fish. We are right by That's the kitchen. That's true. Perhaps someone had a, a fish breakfast. Ugh. I can't imagine fish for breakfast. It doesn't really sound like a no, big good thing. No, no, and especially like in a, in a community kitchen where it's just kind of <laughs> stinky. I don't know. I, I, I've always had a problem with that because I like tuna fish, but I'm always aware of the fact that you know 90% of people don't like the smell of tuna mm-hmm. fish, so I, that's why I would never bring it into to kitchens. No, when I was working in radio um, at the station that I was at last time, I, I brought in like one of those microwavable fish meals once and because it sounded so good at the store. And then I realized how rude it was because I cooked it and <laughs> everything smelled like fish. I'm like, oh, God. I mean, yeah. That was a lesson learned. I never did it again. I'm like, I'm not going to torture anybody. Yeah, it's kind of like Indian food, too, because I like Indian food and I actually like the smell of it, but I know a lot of people don't. Uh-huh. And so Sorry, I'm, I'm always trying to... Sorry, I'm my microphone. There we go. Yeah. Just yeah. Get it worked in there. <laughs> get it in there. I know. I love the smell of Indian food, too. Yeah. But mm. yeah, I understand that other people don't. Yes. Yeah, so just try to be respectful. Respectful and exactly. courteous. And courteous. Yes. Unlike some people that we encounter today. I mean, Holy I know we talk about this a God. lot. We do. We, we should probably just get used to it. But uh, yeah. No, but it's not getting used to because like it doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't. Yeah. And it isn't. Um, and it wasn't just us that, you know, like this is. No, a, no, it wasn't. No, there were other yeah. people actually leaving because mm. of this situation. Like I saw some people next to me. Well, it was another one of the kids situations at our local coffee yeah. shop, which uh, we do talk about it a lot. But. Nonetheless, I mean, it's just so annoying, and it only takes, like, one parent, mm-hmm. and that's it, because there's there's other kids that come in there with their parents, and everything's perfectly fine. Yeah. Like, respectful, courteous, everything. But instead, it's the kid, you know, with cream cheese rubbed all over his face. That's like, screaming, and then, like, the kid's screaming instead of comforting. It's like, it's all right, honey, just have another bite of bagel, and the kid's like, yeah! Like yeah. throwing things around like a little banshee, or just ignoring the fact that the kid is screaming like yeah. a banshee and just going on with your conversation with your with your friend over there. No, and I remember then the little kid was just like, "Daddy, I want to go home." Like he was he's telling his dad that he wanted to go home, and the dad's just like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 we'll go in a little bit." And he was just like continued his conversation like as this kid is just like rubbing cream cheese all over its face and screaming. So I know it's not the the children's fault. It is not the child's fault. No, no and then that guy was so fucking rude to me when I um, went to you know t- uh, put my bagel stuff. Into the garbage, I was like, because that's what I'd have for breakfast this morning. And he was just like, he looked at me, he's like, he had... Whoa. What is that? I don't know. That sounded terrifying. I feel like I'm in Cloverfield or something. I don't know. That was a loud noise. That sounds like the roof is collapsing. I mean, it's not. They're it's... working on the roof because they're probably t- b- digging up. I, I don't know pl- what they're doing. They're probably yeah. calling around in there, but that really did sound pretty scary. <laughs> it seemed like we were having an earthquake it's like or everywhere something. Everywhere we go today, like every, everything is loud. Everything yeah, is noisy I don't know what that was. Yeah, it's the roof being repaired. 
But yeah, the um, yeah, the parents. So I was going to throw away my stuff, and this guy looked at me, and he had one of those like, it was like the plastic to go cups, like the ice, you know, like iced tea or whatever. Oh, okay. Like a top uh-huh. and yeah. So he looked at me, and then he, and then really like snotty voice. He's just like, "Is this recyclable or not?" And I'm like, I, "He's asking you." Yeah, and I look at him like. I don't know. All I know is that we're not supposed to throw away the baskets. I'm like, I don't think it's recyclable. And his wife, equally bitchy as him, she's like, yes, honey, that's totally recyclable. Just put it in the recycle bin. I'm like, okay, got it. <laughs> and meanwhile, like the cream cheese smeared kid is like, you know, still like stomping around and screaming. I'm like, oh, lordy. lordy. Woo! No, it's like, have you ever been, so this, um, you know, so we flew in from Vegas yesterday, but have you ever seen, like been waiting for a flight and you like see a family with a couple of small children, you know for a fact that you're going to have to sit next to them on the plane. Yes, absolutely. That has happened to that me. That was me yesterday. So, um, yeah, so coming back from Vegas, there's this one family, like, who were just completely um, so Portland, like, had, you know, like, little um, white brown haired couple, you know, he's wearing like a Patagonia, you know, vest, some like $300 vest, and she's wearing a sweater and wearing some sort of like fancy Birkenstock shoes. And, um, you know, they have two screaming children, like one's a baby, one was like a two year old. And they're both like, you know, adorable little Campbell soup kids, you know, like little fresh faced, um, like Portland kids with the big pink cheeks. And, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And wearing like adorable, you know, little like sweaters and corduroys and like looking, you know, like little like Portland baby models. Okay. But coming back from Vegas? Coming back from Vegas. What yeah. are you doing in Vegas? I don't, well, then they had this they had this huge stroller that they hadn't checked and they weren't even using the stroller because the woman was carrying the baby in like one of those thingies, the carry th- baby carriers. I don't know. I don't know, know, I don't know what you're are. talking about. And so she's like carrying the baby. So they weren't even using this huge stroller. And so as we're getting on the plane, they actually had to delay the plane just so this couple Who's um you know inconsiderate rich white couple from Portland, you know uh, who hadn't checked their stroller, which means they had to like we all had to wait like another ten minutes for them to you know have to fold up their cart, which took about like five extra minutes. Then they had to run the cart because it wouldn't po- possibly fit on the plane. I and they waited until they're boarding to do until this. they were yeah. boarding until okay. everyone's uh-huh. on the plane. So they waited until then. So then it took them about five minutes to break down the stroller, and then of course where do they sit? Right in front of us, <laughs> right smack dab in front of Kelsey and I, and uh, you know, and the baby had already been crying, and I saw it, and I just knew it because that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Like I knew that they were coming to yeah. sit there, and so like he sat down, and so um, there was this businessman sitting in the row ahead of us, and the guy, you know, um, rich white Portland guy, goes like, "Hey, excuse me, sir, um, I really would like to sit with my child. Do you mind moving, uh, changing seats with me? Can you sit back one?" So. Kelsey's at the window. I was in the middle, and then there was this empty seat next to me, which was supposed to be the father's, but he, you know, I didn't want to sit there. So the businessman, you know, already had all of his stuff out, so he like packed up all of his stuff and moved back a row. And I looked at him. I'm just like, oh, I think this is. I'm like, I saw them, and I knew that they were going to be right in front of us. He's like, I just knew it. And he's like, oh, it's not going to be so bad. So then he sits there and he's like trying to go to sleep, and the kids start screaming <laughs> and like kicking the seat, like shaking the seats and stuff. And I have never like, and I thought that I was intolerant about that, you know. But I'm, I'm just like getting, you know, getting like seethingly, like broodingly, just like, oh, uh-huh. make it stop. And he just looked over and he was like very distinguished, you know, like frameless glasses. And, you know, wearing, like, a, a suit and tie, had his Kindle out. He was, like, reading, like, you know, his Kindle in his lap. So when he woke up from his nap. And um, and he was just like, are you fucking kidding me? He's like, <laughs> That's it, what he said. It, yeah, it didn't even – and I was just like, wow. And he's just like, I am – he's like, this is fucking inappropriate. I'm going to say something to them. And I'm like, oh, God. Because <laughs> I, like, I don't – you know, like, because I like to kind of – 
you know, seethe about it and then complain about it later instead of yeah. actually confronting them. But like, <laughs> yeah, so they're in front of me and um, and he's just about ready to say something. Like he's leaning forward. He took off his glasses and he was leaning forward and Ooh. finally the baby stopped crying. <laughs> oh, but then like throughout, like sporadically throughout the entire flight, you know, it just start randomly screaming and then, oh, it's just, it was awful. Yeah, that's miserable. I've, because I've had to deal with that um, when I was coming back from, from Europe and we were going from Philadelphia and we'd already have like plane delays after plane delays. So I was, I was crabby and really tired. <coughs> and um, so we get to Philadelphia and of course the plane is delayed and I'm sitting there in the terminal area waiting, waiting to board the plane. And there's this family with five kids ranging in age, probably from a, from an infant <laughs> to, I would guess the oldest one was like eight or something. I mean, they just must've been popping them out like crazy. Oh yeah. And, uh, they're run. They're running around everywhere, bumping into everyone waiting in the terminal. Terminal, you know, and everybody's everybody's a little crabby because we've been delayed for so long. Oh yeah. And but you know the kids like running over bags and knocking over my suitcase, and I'm just like God, get you know get your kid under control. Like that's just inappropriate oh, to have yeah. that. But I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know what? They're gonna sit. We're gonna be sitting next to them. Mm-hmm. I just know it. I know we're going to be sitting next to them. Sure enough, we have seats in the very back of the plane, probably about four rows up from the back. They get the seats right behind us. And, and there's a, there's, you know, they have like two different rows because there's so many of them. Uh-huh. And instantly the baby starts screaming. And I'm like, oh, God. And the mom just sits there, though, sat the baby next to her and didn't do anything. The kid is screaming and everybody in the plane, because I, I was watching because I could see all the rows ahead, kept turning around and looking back, you know, with like looks of disgust, like what the hell's going on? Uh-huh. You know, I understand maybe you can't control if your kid's going to cry sometimes, but at least try to comfort it. At least it. like look like, you know, appear to other people that you're trying to control the situation. Well, yeah, I mean, because it's not the kid's fault is whatever, you know, it's a baby, but you can do, there should be things you can do to at least attempt to uh, oh, yeah. control the kid instead of just sitting in the seat next to you and just completely it ignoring it. Like she just looked ahead, just ignored the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then I had one of the, like the probably four or five year old uh, boys sitting behind me and the kid just starts kicking my seat like over and over and over. And um, I'm just getting, I'm getting angrier and angrier. And finally, you know, and I turn around and I try the, you know, give a glare to the dad who was sitting there. Thinking maybe he'd get yeah, the maybe hints. he would like pick up a little bit that yeah, you know like get there's the a clue. that everyone's kind of in one giant like vessel together. Well, and I mean, he's sitting next to the kid, and the kid is just pounding the back of my seat. And you would think you'd kind of notice that and be like, you know, hey Johnny, don't don't kick the seat in front of you. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they get. I mean, the guy made eye contact with me and saw my anger and just did nothing about it. So finally, I turned around and I told the kid to uh to stop mm. and i was like excuse me will you not kick my seat anymore and the kid just like stares at me and the dad looks you know gives me an angry look at that point because it's you know How it's dare clearly you my fault my <laughs> like yeah i should just tolerate my seat getting kicked yeah. over and over and um like the kid stopped for a while but then of course throughout the entire flight every now and then just bam bam right in the back of my seat right uh. when I'm trying to, oh it's just so frustrating yeah. because you know, especially that, because that's something you can tell your kid not to do. Yeah, you totally. know, I understand an infant. You know, you're not going to be able to control that all the time, but um, yeah, you can tell your kid not to kick the seat in front of you. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, anyway. and it's not yeah yeah. Once it, oh it's yeah it's not the child's fault. It's like you know you're a parent for a reason. Yeah. Don't act smug oh, yeah, because you not, had the it's kid. Not the like, kid's fault. Act at smug all. because you had the kid and you can raise it to be a proper human being. Yeah. Just because you got knocked up doesn't mean that you're uh, more special than everybody else. Congratulations. Congratulations. You fucked someone. <laughs> <laughs> there was this funny video that Bob Saget posted. It was a um 
It was a couple of weeks ago. It was on his Twitter account, and he uh, had he was on a plane with a bunch of um, crying children, and it was uh, he just took his phone and just videotaped all around him. Oh, somebody told me about yeah. that. Yeah, and, and I should you not, there were like three different <laughs> crying babies around him, and he was just it was so funny because it's like nobody like. Nobody can escape that unless you have like a private plane, like even Bob Saget, who you know, like isn't as famous as he used to be, but you know, yeah, still definitely must somebody. have some money. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he's like a hilarious comedian and everything, but he's actually just going around like filming all of the crying babies <laughs> and all of the parents not paying attention, just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love Bob Saget, he's awesome. Oh, he's so fucking funny, he, he is really funny. Yeah, I mean, I, of course, you know, I always thought he was kind of annoying because of Full House and. Uh, America's Funniest Home Videos, which is always terrible. The hosts are always, oh yeah, you know. But but all those guys are actually really cool, funny dudes. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of that, that's just what they have to do on that show. But yeah, Bob Saget is hilarious. I'm sorry, I'm having a hard time looking at you today because I know without your beard, it's always just so weird. Yeah, I know it's it's a little jarring at first. But I mean, all the pictures of me on the website right now are are uh, well, most of them are Sans beard. Yeah, I had to shave today because um, because of the audition. That's uh, that I'm going to a little bit later today. I realize though, it's I really haven't shaved for quite a while. It's been a month and a half, two months. Yeah, like it was thick. It took a long time to shave <laughs> through all this. Now, do you have to take? A, do you have to like cut it down with scissors or something? No, uh, scissors just scare me. I don't want scissors anywhere near my face. Yeah. So I take a, an electric razor and like trim it. Down. It's beard talk again. Uh, <laughs> and like trim it down, uh, like down to as low as I can go, and then use a straight razor. Maybe someday we can record a show where you uh, shave your entire beard off in I, real time. I think that sounds like groundbreaking sounds radio. Like great idea. I don't think anyone's ever done that before. Yeah. Yeah. I think this could we could be onto something right here. <laughs> I like today. I'm starting to feel more human today. I like yeah, it, even though after your after <laughs> yesterday, I was just a shell of me. I don't even remember. Like I went home and then just kind of, but like just like was slowly like shuffling through my house. And plus, I'm like trying to get ready for everything uh, to like because I'm finishing up a painting that I'm sending out today, and then I also am getting ready to move. Oh yeah, and so I was just going. I was mm. just trying to get all this stuff done. I'm totally overwhelmed. <laughs> But I'm feeling a lot better today. Today's a good get stuff done day today. Good. Today. Yeah. Can I say today one more time? Today. Yeah. Today. What day? Today. Today. Okay. Today. All right. Today yeah. we'll do that. Um, yeah. No, you, you look like you're feeling a little bit better. Yeah. I didn't sleep too well, but. Um, yeah. Other than that, I'm feeling pretty fine. I rode my bike. Because yeah. all I ate in Vegas was pizza and cheeseburgers. and That's what you do in Vegas, though, or go to the buffets. I know. Those are the only things like mm-hmm. that I were uh, affordable. Yeah. Yeah. That too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean. The buffets are all right, but I just I can't eat that much food at once, so I have a hard time at those kind of things. I just remembered the worst thing that happened the entire trip. What? It happened at a buffet. What? It what? Was what? 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 The grossest thing I have ever seen, ever. What? Ever. What happened? What happened? Okay, so the the hotel we were staying at, we got uh, free vouchers for like these really like you know the buffet is like twenty six dollars or something mm-hmm. for um for dinner, and so. Uh, we ended up getting like three of the vouchers, and then all of us pitched in, you know, for the fourth one. So it was basically like six dollars a piece for. Nice. Um, I go to this buffet, and it had everything. It was an awesome buffet. It had you know like Asian food, Mexican, like pizza, pasta, um, you know, mashed potatoes and turkey. I love those like around the world buffets. Everything. Where you can get anything yeah. you want. Yeah. Anything you wanted, and they had like a, like the a woman there who would make like your own salad for you. Like I had this awesome Cobb salad there and everything. So we're all getting our food, and like I've gone down and you know. I've had my first plate, and so I I finished before everybody else. So I get up to get my second plate, and I'm walking back to our table, and I see this guy. Oh, I can't. It makes me sick to even think about it. What? I see this guy 
it's like here's the line of tables and then I'm walking back this way and he's walking away from the buffet which is just like this uh, this other section it's like the Italian section and there's like um, like ribs and all kinds of stuff over there and I see this man and he looks like he's homeless okay and uh, and I remember thinking as he was approaching me I'm like wow that's really cool you know maybe they gave him you know some kind of discount because this is a pretty expensive buffet okay but um and he has a plate in front of him. <laughs> And he's holding his plate, and he's really dirty, and he has like you know, like he's wearing like a um, I don't know, like an old flannel shirt, and like he has crazy hair. So definitely looks homeless. Definitely looks homeless. Okay. And he has his plate in front of him, and I see him reach onto his plate with his bare hands, grab <laughs> this big drippy hunk of gelatinous meat, and start shoving it in his pockets. Oh, really? I almost threw up. And it was like, and it was drippy, and it was chunks of meat, and he was taking it as he was walking through the dining area, taking it and shoving it in his pockets without breaking a stride. And I just stopped as he passed me, and I was just like, what the hell? And then I look back, and Heather's walking by, too, and I see her do a little, a double take, and she goes... She couldn't even eat after it. It was the worst <laughs> thing. It was this, and so I didn't know what it was because it looked like Jello with chunks of meat in it, and it's like dripping, like he was dripping it on the ground, and he was like taking these huge chunks and shoving them into his pockets. <laughs> I'll save it for later. Into his pockets, like just directly into his pockets. Well, I love how he didn't even bother to like wrap it up in a napkin no, or something. No, <laughs> like I stole plenty of food from the buffet and I put it in napkins and hid it in my purse. But no, he had, and so I didn't know what it was. I couldn't tell what it was. I couldn't bring myself to go over to that section of the buffet until later after I'd finally like got my breath. I'm like, okay, I just really need to see what's over there. Like what could it have been? Yeah, and sure as hell, I go over there and it's like this giant thick, I don't know, like some kind of like teriyaki rib sauce with like big chunks of like juicy meat and he had just glopped it from his plate into his pockets it's like squishing through his fingers i'll never forget how it looked oh that's awesome oh it was so gross oh i totally forgot i totally blocked that out <laughs> saving it for later it didn't make any sense either because he already had all the food on his plate. Yeah, but you want some for later. But did he, yeah, did he like sneak in? That's what I'm wondering. It's like, did he sneak in and like knows that he can't get out with the plate? So he's. Just I don't know. Like, that is weird how he got in there because usually, I mean, to get into the buffet, you have to go through the line. Yeah, there was a, a line and yeah. there was a security person. Like, you have uh-huh. to show your ticket. Right. Yeah. I wonder how he got in there. Oh, it gives me goosebumps just thinking about huh. it. Huh. I'm kind of curious about that. I mean, I guess maybe, maybe he had a. Free ticket or something? I, I don't know. Maybe he found a voucher from somebody or something. Yeah, but you would think they would kind of pick up on that a little bit. <laughs> this man is shoving. And he was this walking, man's shoving meat in his pocket. It wasn't like he was walking through the back area. Like there was the huge buffet area, and there was a <laughs> row of, ta- of like booths, which is where we were sitting. And then there's the walkway, and he was walking by uh, the everybody <laughs> sticking stuff in his pocket. See, that wouldn't gross me out. I'd just find it oh, so fascinating. You didn't like, see I would, it. It was the mo- it was wrong. It was and it's like drip like squishing through his fingers. <laughs> I would just be in- so intrigued though. I'd I'd be watching that guy the entire time. I would make excuses to go see him. Did he sit down at the table? No, he just left. He, oh, just, he just walked, walked out. in, had a plate, stuffed his pockets he full st- of meat, and just, got out of there. He was just shoving. He had a plate, 
started sticking stuff <laughs> into his pockets, and then just – this was as – he didn't break stride and then just like walked out of the buffet. Hey, more power to – maybe he figured out something. He got to sneak in there, got, grabbed his plate, and then got out of there before he got caught. <laughs> That's crafty though if he, if he made it in there. Is it though? Is it? <laughs> well, I'm not saying hygienic, but it's – Crafty. We had this whole plot too, where um, so there was a um, deli part of it too, and so we were just like, "Dude, we have to steal some food for later." <laughs> steal <laughs> turkey sandwich or something? No, I didn't have sandwiches, and I could only take as much as I could fit in my purse. So all we had. <laughs> so you're complaining about this guy, but you're doing the same thing. No, no, no! I'm not complaining about the fact that he stole more power to him. I'm complaining about the fact that I had to see it. It was disgusting. Um, no, but I went and stole like they had all this this deli, and they had all these like rolls and cookies and donuts. And so I just stacked up this entire tray. It was like about that high full of them. And I could tell that the guy knew what I was up to. <laughs> you got a plate stacked up like six inches high with cookies. Yeah. With cookies I and just donuts. really like cookies. I like cookies. But they're the only like dryish things, you know, because I'm not going to slop meat in my purse. But... So they're the only things that were dry. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, we could, we need to find things that we can take that, you know, that we could stick in our purses. <laughs> so, that's, I, that's pretty obvious if you're stacking them up that high. I know. But uh, so, yeah, so I got a, so a stack right of now. napkins and like a stack of like, <laughs> like all these little mini donuts. So I got like 10 mini donuts and like, <laughs> like 10 cookies. All on one plate. All on one plate. Just like, like the biggest pig. Like. <laughs> <laughs> and so I had all these napkins. And so I unrolled the napkins and the guy was watching me too. And I'm just like. What's he gonna do? Check my purse. It's like every time he would turn around, I put like three more cookies in my purse. <laughs> so I had a purse full of cookies and donuts, and they proved to be good drunk snacks. They really did help out. Yeah. Well, there you go. There we go. Oh, that's awesome. Oh. <laughs> if I ever have Jello, I will demonstrate to you how gross it is. Uh-huh. I don't know. I I really wish I could have seen something like that. I wish I could unsee something like that. <laughs> That's awesome. Which was funny because it's simultaneously like that was the grossest dinner I've ever had. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it went into like one of the classiest nights I've ever had too. It was very, it, it was an, what was it? Dichotomy. It was a dichotomy. Thank yes. you. <laughs> I was going to say conundrum, but dichotomy. Yes, it was a dichotomy. It's like we had this, what? Oh, no. Could I, it be both? What? A uh, dichotomy and a conundrum? They could be. Okay. I suppose that's possible. Um, yeah, so after after that dinner, after I felt like I didn't want to vomit anymore, then we ended up getting all dressed up, and Jessica's friend lives in uh, Vegas, and he works at a fancy, he works at the Palms. Oh, okay. Which is, you know, all fancy. Yeah, things. that's one of the Maloof Brothers ones. One of them there. Uh, yeah. Maloofs. Yes. Well, there's one more unclassy thing that happened, too. So we were um, leaving the hotel. We were all dolled up. We all have our cute little dresses on, you know, dressed up as, you know. As well as Portland girls get dressed up. Yes. And um, actually, you know, like everyone else, like my, my three friends I was with, they're all more, you know, like the, the dancey kind. Like they're all hip to like whatever music's like, you know, hip popular to what now. the kids listen to. Hip to what the kids listen to. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm just going to come along for the ride. So I was really excited. So we ended up getting a hold of this guy, Brady. And we had to take a cab over to the Palms from Treasure Island. And so we're in the cab and we had this completely crazy racist cabbie. <laughs> <laughs> we were driving. What? Yeah, so we were driving, and every Asian person that we passed, he would be like, "Was this guy white or this was, guy was?" He was white or like. Careful what you say. I think he might have been like Russian. Oh, okay. He had an accent. Yeah, he had okay. an accent, but I mean, he had, he had like pale skin. Mm-hmm. 
And so he was driving and he would just be like, every time we would pass an Asian person, he'd be like, oh, that's why they cannot drive because they are dirty Asian. And kept like <laughs> saying this said shit. that? Yes. Wow. And my friend Jessica, who I'm with, you know, is half Mexican. And yeah. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? And so we're all just <laughs> sitting in the back. And I'm like, okay, this is really awkward. And he's just like driving and getting mad at all the Asian people. So Weird. get out of the car. Yeah. So that was like, that topped off the whole um, <laughs> homeless man wet meat in his pocket. And then went into the palms. And Somebody cut out that. <laughs> and went to the palms and it was, uh, all of a sudden it went to like super fancy. So we got in and uh, he whisked us right up to uh, the club, the Playboy Club. Oh, yeah, the Playboy Bar? The, the, yeah, the, the fancy. Thing? Yeah, it's like because they, since he worked for the Palms, like, I guess it's usually like 50 bucks or something to get in there. But we were able to get access to all of the clubs in the Palms for free. Oh. We were friends with the locals. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so it was like, it was Brady and this guy named Freddie, who um, Jessica's friends with as well, and there was us four girls. And so, like, they just whisked us in because they're like, all right, they're locals and these are their friends. So we just put them to the front of the line. So we just got to the front of the line with everything. Oh, it nice. Was awesome. So, the Playboy Club. Walked into the Playboy Club. It is exactly how you would think it is. Every single door handle is like a wrought iron Playboy bunny. The wallpaper is like, like fancy design wallpaper with little bunnies inside of it. Same with the carpet. Oh. Like the carpet's all this, like, really nice uh, patterned carpet, but with, like, uh, Playboy bunnies. bunny designs. Bunny designs, like all the waitresses and servers and um, you know, like little people who are running the table, were all dressed in the old school uh, Playboy bunny outfits with the really with the cotton tail. Mm-hmm. They're all oh wearing, like, man, the, yeah, they're all wearing like the the cute little suits with the cotton tail and the ears, and they were all really cute too. And every once in a while, they would get up and start dancing around this table in the middle of the bar. <sighs> I'm so insanely jealous right yeah. now. It was ridiculous. Like even the bathrooms, I got. Um, I'm gonna um, upload my pictures today, but even the bathrooms are just covered wallpapered with uh like all these playboy bunnies and like even the little door latches uh-huh. have a little playboy bunny insignia on them <laughs> like they're shaped like it oh it man that really is awesome cool. it was it was neat because at first i'm like i don't want to go to the playboy cup as soon as i walked in i'm like wow and there's a huge picture of hef like right when you walk in just like looking, <laughs> in his robe yep totally looking regal and um yeah it was really cool Oh man, that is awesome! Well, I've never been to one of those clubs there. Well, it's weird to see like how the other half lives. Like, you yeah, know, there are all these like super, you know, well-to-do people. Mm-hmm. It was odd. And then um, went upstairs. There's this club above it called Moon. Who I guess like on um, on like clear nights, the uh, it has a retractable roof. And it's on the very top of one of the um, of one of the towers of the palms. Okay. And so the roof opens up, and you can just it's just the sky above oh. you while you dance and stuff. But um, since it was a little misty, they didn't open the roof. But still, like there were just windows all around. You could see the entire strip. Oh man, that cool. is so awesome! It was cool. Went there, and then finally, um, went, this was our one fancy night. Like every night had a theme. This was the fancy night. Mm-hmm. And then went to the other tower of the palms, and went to the place that I have always wanted to go to, which went to uh, this bar called the Ghost Bar. Okay, yeah, I've the, heard of I've heard of that. The Ghost Bar is the one um, that uh, when they filmed Real World Vegas, that's where they like hung out at every night. And I think okay. like, a couple of them worked there. Okay, the Ghost Bar is on the top of the Palms, and it has this huge deck outside, and it has a piece of glass that you can look down and see just straight down. Oh, that's scary! To the strip. Oh, it's creepy, but you can see everything. You can see all of Vegas, and it's just the most beautiful <sighs> view. And but we went out there; it was just magical, and you know, Katy Perry was playing. Of course. Katie, everywhere I went, that firework song played, <sighs> which now I kind of love. Because really? now I associate it with dancing on the rooftop of the ghost bar. You've been hanging out with Kelsey too long. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. I And I was dancing, which you know was like not what I usually do. Wow, dancing to Katy Perry at a club. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. 
It was magic. It was like you were. It, it was like being on top of the world. Honestly, yeah. you're so. It was like six. I think it's sixty stories up. Oh man, that's so cool. Yeah, it's like sixty stories up, and it's just glass around the outside of it. Uh-huh. So I mean, there aren't. Ra- I mean, the the glass serves as a rail, but I mean, yeah. there aren't. There's anything obscuring the view. Like you can just see straight out. You know, like any way that oh, you look. Oh man, see, I don't think I've ever been in one of those clubs like that in Vegas. I mean, I've, I've been there a few times. I've been to like some private parties and suites and things like that, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever gone in one of the clubs. Me neither. I it mean, was... other than like the the regular ones that are just in the casino, like on the floor mm-hmm. level or whatever, that are hardly even a club. Yeah. No. Yeah, we um, were we were going to go to a couple of those, but then they're all because since it's a slow season, they're all so like competitive with each other. Like if you're walking by clubs, like mm-hmm. they're basically getting into like fisticuffs about like who can get people in their clubs since there's nobody huh. really there around Christmas. Oh. And that's kind of their bread and butter. <clears throat> wow. But yeah, the ghost bar was like the coolest thing ever. That's I was such, awesome. Yeah, I was such a nerd for that place. It was a lot of fun. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So did that, and then, um, yeah, that was our fancy night. Yeah, I mean, I've kind of had opposite experiences. In Vegas. I mean, very fun, but kind of going the less fancy route <laughs> of uh, usually when I'm there. I, I kind of like the seedy, the seedy places. Oh, me too. I had you yeah, know. I had a beer pong night, but this was the fancy one. Yeah. But yeah, what was your seat? Well, <clears throat> I mean, because I've, I've been there a few times, but I, I, I told this story I, I talked about this yesterday, how I was going to tell about the uh, the stripper date. Yes, because you told me about it long ago, and I don't remember. Yeah, I told it on the Rick Emerson show a long time ago, but I had to make it pretty brief because we were on uh, regular radio, so I, I didn't really go into oh, it too much. We only talk in like four-minute increments. Yeah, <laughs> and I couldn't really tell everything that went on because some of it wasn't uh, fit for radio, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this was when I this was a long time ago. This was probably, uh, I don't know, many years ago. Wait, and no, uh, think We need the mascot while we're sitting here talking about it. The mascot? It. What are you? What are you talking about? You what mascot? Oh, of course. About. We haven't had her out for a while. Why have we not had her out? I don't we know. Did we ever get her. batteries for? Her? Um, I think you did. Yeah, I thought I. I thought I did. Come on, Amber Destiny. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Amber Destiny. Oh, I'm keeping her out here again. Yeah, she needs to be back out on. Her and the Phantom of the Opera. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's time. All right, it is time. Yeah, the giant pumpkin it may, may need to go. Yes. Um, so yeah, this was uh, this was several years ago, and I was down there with three of my buddies, and um, you know went to Vegas having a good time. And I think this was the first day that we were there. We actually uh, went down to uh, you know we've been drinking all that we'd started drinking early in the morning, <laughs> and this was like I have As no is idea. Your want. I have no idea what time at night, but uh, let's just say there were several hours of drinking involved before this, and so we were playing blackjack. Uh, sitting down at a table and actually playing $5 blackjack, and we were up. Um, well, at least me and me and one of my buddies were. The other two guys were kind of down, but overall, we were up probably 300 bucks. And that's when I spilled the beer on the felt. Oh, yeah. Which they don't look too highly upon. And uh, For some reason, they're not fans of that? That's so For some reason, they're not, yeah. And they're, not, they're also not a fan of when you start trying to clean it up yourself. <laughs> they don't like that too much, because I think they think they're gonna, you're going to like start pocketing chips. Um so they yelled at me not to clean it up, and uh, it, but we were up, so they didn't kick us out. But the pit boss is like standing right there watching us the entire time. I think they're trying to figure out if we were running a scam or if mm-hmm. we were really just drunk idiots, and we were drunk idiots. Because <laughs> then my buddy spilled another one on their table. Like the, f- I mean, those felt tables are a lot of money. Mm-hmm. So we we spilled two beers on the table, and then at that point we were. This was about when we were up the three hundred bucks, and then we're just like, okay, see ya, and uh, cashed out and got out of there. And we're like, well, let's let's uh, you know. 
a bunch of guys in Vegas. Why don't we go to a strip club? And so, and this is something where I, I remember when I was talking about this on the show, before, uh, on the Rick Emerson show, I said that we went to Cheetah Club, but it wasn't Cheetah Club. I had that wrong. I think Isn't we, Cheetah where, she, where <coughs> Nomi worked at in, uh, in Showgirls? Uh, apparently, yeah. Because I think we yeah. did go there at one point, but this wasn't where I met, uh, met, met my special friend. Should we call her Amber Destiny? Uh, How about Amber? No, we can say where her real name is. Okay, I what mean, is it? Well, I don't know what her real name was. Oh, she was a stripper. Uh, her name was, her name was uh, Monique. I remember because when we were looking at the mm-hmm. Lady Hooker cards yesterday, yes. we found a Monique. Yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so we went to this strip club <laughs> called Tally Ho's. Wow. Yeah. And this was one, and this was not on the strip, uh, I don't believe at all. It's like we got into the taxi uh, into a taxi and we're just like take us to a strip club and he's like okay I can get you into Tally Ho's and so he drops us off at this place and we go in there and this it's one it's really small and uh, there's just like a small stage it's probably about the size of that one on Lower Hawthorne oh, okay. like it's that small Dino's yes <laughs> and only there is uh, there's another room kind of in the back where the special room? Is that the there's special? a special room, and we started asking about this, and uh, apparently, yes. For everyone knows uh, what the room in the back is for. Why were you asking yeah. about it? Well, I don't know. We, did, I mean, I don't know what what the kosher thing is. That's true. I mean, what do I just assume that well, that's uh, you true. go back it there? Could I mean, be a how lap do I dance? know? It could be lap dance. It could be could be anything. Could be more. But uh, apparently, it was more. Oh. There were prices. My my uh, other friend. Uh, who has less uh, restrictions to himself uh, for those kind of things. He he was very interested in in uh, going back there and was trying to borrow money to do so, which I didn't loan him any money for that. It's like, <laughs> that's fine if you want to do that, but uh, you're paying for it yourself. So, um, but anyway, we're hanging out there and I ended up going up to the bar and there's, there's the one stripper that had been there and I'm, I'm ordering a drink and she's sitting up at the bar too. And she looks over and she's like, I just want you to know you have beautiful eyes. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. And, uh, you know, we talk for a minute. I'm like, obviously this is just stripper talk, but my buddies are, buddies told me, you know, why don't you just give her your phone number and see what happens? Yeah. Like, just give her the phone number. So I gave her the phone number to the room we were at, and we were actually staying at Treasure Island, too. Okay. And so I gave her the room number, and I was just like, you know, we're going to Vegas for like three days. We just give me a call. Treasure Island isn't the classiest of places. <laughs> no. Well, I was no. at Tally Ho's. You know I mean? <laughs> it wasn't That's too, an upgrade. It wasn't too classy itself. <laughs> So um, I give her the number and, and you know, we go back for the rest of the night or whatever. I figure nothing's ever going to happen. Well, we're hanging out in our room the next day and it's probably about two or three o'clock and we get a call okay. on the room phone and I pick it up and sure enough, hi, this is Monique. Uh, is Greg there? And I'm like, oh shit. And, uh, and so I started talking to her for a minute and she wanted, she was like, well, I don't know what you're doing tonight. I wanted to see if you wanted to go out for a while. I'm like. Yes, yes, I do, and of yes, course, my Monique. Yes, I do. <laughs> of course, my buddies are like, ask if she has any friends, and I was like, oh, do you have any friends from for my buddy? She's like, no, I kind of just want to go out with you. It's like, okay, wow, this is awesome. Um, I mean, I guess I, it, she was hot. So, uh, but that day also happened to be the day that we decided was seventies day. So, I had brought down my my powder blue leisure suit, which is phenomenal. It was my dad's. It's awesome. Blue and white checkered pants, like the full on powder blue leisure suit. And so, of course you did. yeah, yeah, it's Vegas. Uh, so we were all going out to the 70s stuff. And I told her, uh, I was like, well, we already have tickets to go to the Excalibur to see that, um, whatever is it like, the oh, King Arthur thing where you yeah, eat with like your hands and whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever it is. So we'd already decided to go to that. Um, so I was like, you know, why don't you meet me after that? I mean, would that work? And so she was going to meet me after the show and pick me up. But 
there's something else that was going on too. So when we were heading there, naturally we had been drinking for a while, but unbeknownst to us, one of our friends that, um, that was with us had snuck down some very powerful hallucinogenics. <laughs> and we didn't know that he had these, and I'm, I'm not into that, you know, to each their own, but uh, we didn't know that until after he'd already uh, ingested oh, the hallucinogenics. No, really? <laughs> and then he let us know. We're like, oh, shit, dude, you're going to be all fucked up. Nah, I'm going to be fine. And so we get to the Excalibur, and we're, and we're sitting there in the show, and this guy's just going nuts. And yelling, and like he's he's having a blast to himself, but everyone uh. else is annoyed. And they come up and they actually check our tickets to make sure we're supposed to be there, and they yell at us to be quiet. I'm like, God, dude, just shut up. Um, and so, so it was. We almost got kicked out, but we didn't. And so we get we get out of Excalibur, and uh, I walk up, and then sure enough, she's right there waiting to pick me up, and she's wearing these like tight leather pants. With like a cut off like halter shimmering shirt. Oh my god! She was fucking hot. I will say this: she was really hot. And um, and I'm there in my powder blue leisure suit with my th- my two drunk buddies and my one on whatever the hell he was on. And uh, really, I just didn't want them to talk to her. I was like, okay, guys, go away, go away, uh-huh. go away. And so, and I'm in my powder blue leisure suit. So I explain to you it's seventieth night, and I'm trying to act all sober, oh. even though I've been drinking. And so we get in her car, and I was. I was like, well, you know, why don't we go back to my hotel and that way I can change out of this suit. And so we get back to Treasure Island and we get up all the way to the floor we're on, which whatever it was, like 40 or 50 floors up, something like mm. that. We get all the way to the room and I open up my wallet to get out the uh, room card, the key card. And of course, I don't have it. Oh. So we're standing there in the hallway at Treasure Island. <laughs> I don't have my key card. And I'm like, I must have left it somewhere. And she's like, oh, I was like, well, we can go down to the desk and, you know, I can get the card, uh, get a replacement. She's like, no, that's that's fine. I guess that's just your style. Uh, Why don't we uh, why don't we just go out and get some food? It's like, okay, yeah, that sounds good. And uh, so we get over to and she wanted to go out to go out to dinner and we end up going to the Hard Rock and to some like restaurant they had there and we're sitting there at well we we walk in through the door and so yeah there i am in my powder blue leisure suit her in her tight leather pants and cut off shirt and um i kid you not there was a group of japanese tourists there that started taking pictures of us <laughs> as we're walking through the hotel so which it was it was quite a sight um and so we go in and we sit down in the restaurant and we we order a couple of drinks we order some food and we're hanging out for a while and it gets time to pay the bill and you know, she she had asked if she could, uh, if, if she wanted to, like, split it or whatever. And I was like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to pay for it. It's fine. You know, I was like, I'm p- taking you out to dinner or something. And so I get the bill, and it was uh, it was pretty cheap. It was like $19 and something, like $19.80 some cents. And uh, I opened up my wallet. Not only did I not have my key card, I also didn't have any credit cards. And I had a $20 bill. Oh, Lord. And that's all I had. So, so I, I didn't want her to see that I was just going to leave like a 15 cent tip. So I'm like trying to distract her to look somewhere else, you know, talking about, I was like, you know, the, oh, they have a show going on over there. So I'm like pointing at something in hard rock so she'd look away and I bring out the $20 bill and I slap it underneath the receipt, uh, the, the bill. And I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's get out of here before the waitress sees what I just did. So I paid with, I paid with, with yeah, I left about a Did 15 Did she ever cent. see it? No. No, I, I hid that right away. And I just shoved it off to the side. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Come on. And, uh, and we're, we're heading out. And, um, at that point we get, we get back to our car. I'm like, so what else do you want to do now? 
And she's like, well, I'm kind of tired. <laughs> and it's like 10 p.m. It's like 10 p.m. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah me too. It's like, why don't I just drop you back off at your hotel? <laughs> I'm like, fuck. Like sitting there going through my mind, just pissed. And we get back to the hotel and she gives me a kiss on the cheek and was like, okay, yeah, see you later. <laughs> and like drops me off. If you're ever in Vegas again, don't call don't me. Don't call. Yeah. So it's uh, – I, I pretty much screwed up something amazing. So I ended up – I went back there and, of course, I didn't have a phone on me either and ended up sitting at a bar drinking by myself, paging my buddies for like two hours. How did you drink by yourself if you didn't have any of your credit cards or anything? I think I charged it to the room. Charged it to mm-hmm. the room. Mm-hmm. So I was able. Um, I was able to get some drinks. <laughs> that's yeah. Amazing. I kind of screwed that one up. Greg, you're all class all the time. She was hot too. She was hot. She was hot. <laughs> I didn't see too many strippers. I saw. Look, I don't think that they were roaming the streets because it's like cold by Vegas standards. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that they were all staying nestled in their little strip oh, club dens. That could be it. Mm-hmm. Well, they might be gearing up for a consumer electronics show too because that's. In a couple of weeks, and the the adult uh, the adult uh, movie convention. Oh, the whatever the adult convention? awards, yeah, porn. <laughs> yeah, they they have some yeah it, porn awards. Well, of course, it has to be in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I I've heard that during the Consumer Electronics Show, it's the biggest uh, weekend of the year for prostitutes because really? there's all the nerdy all the tech, tech guys nerds with lots mm-hmm. of money with lots of money coming to town. Yeah. I guess they like fly them in from other places so that they have extras running around. Biggest week of the year. Yeah. (laughs) Nerds need love, too. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I needed to say it like that. I'm excited for tomorrow. So I think I'll be Mm -hmm. be back in top shape tomorrow for our Christmas extravaganza. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, we've got to. And we've got some guests coming in, Mm -hmm. or guest or guests, plural, or... Is that the ceiling again? Ceiling. (sighs) They're doing something pretty intense up there. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is. I kind of want to go up and see. Go up and investigate. Yeah, investigate it. Well, how long have we been babbling? Uh, we've been babbling for about 45 minutes. Holy cow. Yeah. We haven't done World of Crazy for a little while. Do you have some I some do. crazy stories? I only have a few, though, because those screaming children were distracting me. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, It's the children's fault. It's all the children's fault. Don't blame the children. <laughs> it's always the children's fault. All the girls and boys. Actually, my first story is about children. Oh, really? Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. In Britain, school children, 14 years old, become the youngest mother and father, vowing that they'll be good parents. They are the youngest parents in Britain's history. How? How old? 14. Oh, really? Yeah, both of them are 14. Wait, that's the youngest they have in Britain? Yeah. Huh. All right, so April Webster gave birth to her son, Jamie, after having unprotected sex with her boyfriend when they were just 13 years young. We're so far ahead of the curve in the United (laughs) States for that. Yeah, we're what, like nine, eight? Yeah, it's nothing. (laughs) The pair from South Wales have joined a growing army of child parents who are now juggling schoolwork with baby care. (laughs) Can you imagine? No, I'm 30 and I can't imagine it. Even now. Being Being a freshman in high school. Oh. April says, Jamie wasn't planned, but I'm going to be a great mother for him. He's perfect. I'm going to give him anything he ever wants, ever. Which is what a logical parent should always say about their kid. What? Wow. The what? youngster discovered she was expecting the day before her 14th birthday, and the baby was born via cesarean section, weighing 8 pounds, 14 ounces, on November 15th. 
The pair began dating in September last year, but were too embarrassed to tell their parents they were having sex or to ask for advice. Nathan, who vows to be a good father as well, says he used a condom once, but didn't like it, so stopped wearing them. Uh-huh. Jamie is currently living at the home of April and her parents while the youngster prepares to continue her schooling. Nathan hopes that be- has the baby on the weekends, but custody arrangements have caused arguments between the young couple. It's uncertain of whether or not they'll stay together as they are undergoing a cooling-off period. <laughs> Nathan says, yes, at 15, 14, I'm happy to be a dad. When I see Jamie, I do things for him, just like any dad. I help change him and stuff. DNA results have later resolved that uh, Nathan was, in fact, not the father of the baby. It was from- <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't expect that one. <laughs> yes. It has been revealed that April's, uh, the actual father, was the man that she lost her virginity to <laughs> during a drunken night out who was 15. That whore. Drunk 14-year-olds running the streets of South Wales. Oh. What is it? What is that line from The Simpsons? That's both the teen and a parent of a teen or something like that. Uh, Kearney. The I don't guy know. he's the he's the ball the ball bully kid, but he always has his kid with him. <gasps> yes, the guy with the little skull shirt. Yeah, I yeah. I wish I could remember the right line. I'm Fail. screwing this up, but yes, fail. <laughs> but it's a reference. <laughs> Woo! Here's Rage and Story number two. <laughs> In Pennsylvania, ridicule prompted a man to use a prosthetic penis. A Pennsylvania man says he only used a prosthetic called a wizenator during a court-ordered drug test because probation officials made fun of his real penis. Wait, what? A Pennsylvania man said he used a prosthetic called a wizenator during a court-ordered drug test because probation officers made fun of the size of his real penis. Raymond Hartley Jr. told the judge on Friday that it was his own drug-free urine in the device during a random test that earned him a one-to-two-year sentence for violating his probation. The lawyer said that his client was emasculated by comments from probation officials during a previous testing and decided to use the device to avoid ridicule from them again. (laughs) That's just sad. It really is. Wow, man. Yes. Uh, The prosecutors argued that Hartley never complained about the testing until after he was caught with the device. Uh, Hartley was on probation for a burglary conviction at the time of the test with the fake penis. Well, it's just a raging news day. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Greg, really dropping the ball on this one. I know. This is my favorite, though. And finally in the news, Falcon Heen, better known as the Balloon Boy, formed a boy band with his two brothers. And I have an exclusive first look at their first music video. Keeping it all in the family, Falcon, seven years old, Bradford, 11, and Ryo, Rio, Ryo, Rio. 10 have dubbed themselves the Bear Scratch Band, a play on their father oh. Richard's latest product for helping people with an inch. The boys' per- first video is for the Bear Scratch Dance. It's a jingle written by Smokey Miles and published by Mason Music. Filmed last week in Florida, Richard Heaney, of course, shot the video of his sons over a couple days, and his wife Mayumi edited it. As for the boys' performances... Miles gave them great reviews. I am amazed they did so well. They're naturals in front of the camera. Are they? Let's find out now, shall we? Here is the Heenies with the Bear Scratch Band. And I just lost it. Of course I did. When, why, would I, why would I not lose it today? No. That's I mean, absolutely perfect timing. Yes, exactly. Here we go. It's a wonderful dance, Andy. 
How much more can that Heaney dad do to fuck you up his kid's life? <laughs> Seriously. I mean, already they're known, the kid's going to be known forever as Balloon Boy. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's going to have years of therapy for that, if he can ever even get over that. Mm-hmm. And now, I can see it behind the music with the Balloon Boy. Oh, yeah, so he's going to yeah, some, he's gonna do something terrible to oh, someone yeah. at some point. Um, that's, that's my guess. And now you're... <laughs> You're making them be the Bear Scratch... What, what's the name of their the band? The Bear Scratch Band. The Bear Scratch Band. The Bear Scratch Band. Like, this kid's just fucked. Oh, yeah. Like, it's it's over for him. And he's, what, like eight? I think he's uh, seven. <laughs> that poor bastard. That like, beautiful father. Like, this kid is just fucked. I mean, can you imagine when he gets to high school... No, I can't. <laughs> what balloon boy is going to be like? He's either going to be a giant bully if he if he gets if he grows big enough. He's, he's going to be tiny crap. though. Yeah, see, that's what. It is. So he's not even going to be able to be the bully. No, he's just going to be punching bag. Yeah. yeah, all kinds. Oh man, balloon boy. Oh, balloon boy. <laughs> First balloon boy, now lead singer of the Bear Scratch Band. Oh. What will he do next? Stay tuned, folks. Man, that poor kid. <laughs> Your world of crazy. A very tiny world of crazy. It's like a planet of crazy. A tiny mini moon of crazy. A moon of crazy. Did you see the uh, lunar eclipse yesterday? I didn't. But yeah. I saw a bunch well, of I guess crazy ramblings from because... conspiracy theorists about it. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, there was a lot of that. <laughs> no, I was looking online at um, like this forum that I go to sometimes. And yeah, everyone's like freaking out because it's like the first time in what, like 500 years or something. Uh, yeah. Doesn't mm-hmm. seem like every time something happens with the planets, it's the first time in like 500 years. Um, I don't. I, not really. Oh. Maybe. 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 Yeah, Maybe. I don't know. What forum do you go to where they're discussing this? I don't know. <laughs> what what forum is this? It's a forum. Don't mm. worry about it. Look away. Yeah. Go over there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sarah X still in discussing her. <laughs> Voicing her complaints <laughs> throughout the Kenny. world. <laughs> <laughs> it's from the science ones that Kenny B told me about. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Lordy, Lordy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we need to say a happy birthday to a couple of listeners. Yes. To, I believe, Jesse. Jesse. And Carrie. Yes. I need to pull up Elvis. Oh, Elvis. I oh, I saw, uh, I saw Elvis on uh, Saturday night. Oh, you did? He was in full form. Yeah, he, he would still like to uh, discuss some things with us. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, he was, he was in rare form. He was in a Santa suit. Um, and... Uh, Liked to talk very close. Very, very close. And he has like the worst breath ever. Worst breath ever. Worst breath ever. Oh, man, no, it was it's bad. Like, no, it's, it's terrible. I like talking to the guy. I mean, he's a fascinating guy, of course. You should. We should have him on to talk about um, his last birthday. Oh, what happened at his last birthday? Um, he may or may not uh, have had his friends hire him to hookers. <gasps> really? And he loves to talk about it. I saw him and he's just like, hey, sir, so you know, it was just my birthday. And my friends, I won't say who they are, but they're people that you know. And he's like, my friends yeah. got me. They got him like a one of the hot tubs. Actually. Oh, they rented out a hot tub? They rented a hot tub for him and a couple um, ladies to play with his dingling. <laughs> oh, but really quick. 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. Happy no, birthday, so- <laughs> Jesse and Gary. Yeah, so when I saw him, he was just like, <laughs> I had the best birthday ever. Oh, I wish I had known that. I would have brought that up with him. Yeah. Of course, I was trying to just get away, though. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it, was, it was loud in there, so he was very close to my face. Oh, do you know who Elvis is in love with? It's Heather. Oh, really? Yeah, every time he gets near, I'm just be like, Elvis, uh, Elvis, there's Heather. And he'll be like, hi. Hi, Heather. Yeah, and he'll <laughs> give her a massage. It's amazing. <laughs> and I encourage him He too. loves the ladies. Oh, no, I encourage him. He does him. love the like, ladies. Oh, like, yeah. oh, no, no, no. She told me that she really needs a back massage. <laughs> <laughs> She's really, really tense right now. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say what you'd say. Yeah, I know. I was going to. Say. <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought better. <laughs> <laughs> Could be misconstrued. Maybe we can do an on location with him. That would be good. Yeah. I'd be done with that. Yeah. Meet yeah, him at we, a bar. Yeah, we'd go meet up with him. Get, yeah. Get some stories of Elvis. Yeah, my uncle, when he came to visit in town, like, my uncle's, I don't know, older, like, in his 50s, maybe early 60s, and he remembers Elvis. Yeah. When he was little, I'm like, how, is he, like, ageless? I don't understand how Elvis, you know, like, how old I mean, he he's been around for a long time, because he used to run, um, and for people that don't know, uh, Saturday Market is like an outdoor market down here, and Elvis is this guy who goes down there and wears an Elvis suit and kind of strums, strums along to Elvis songs. He's but he's Im- very famous. He's like, Portland right royalty. Yeah, he basically. is. Absolutely. Like, if you live in Portland or you've been to Portland, you know who Elvis is. Yeah. He's cool. He's mm-hmm. And he used to run the uh, International International Church of Elvis, too, yes. where you could get married at the Elvis Church. Mm-hmm. It's like the shrine to Elvis. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, I think in on location. Would I think good. that would be, I think that'd be a be good splendid. idea. I think I still, I think we still have his phone number here somewhere too. Yeah, definitely on location. Yeah, I think that might be best. Preferably somewhere where we don't have to talk too close to each other. And don't anyone take this as disparaging against him. We no, I, and I've no, told he's awesome. him to. I, really I give do. him gum every time I see him. Yeah, and I'll be like Elvis. He's like, ah, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, he is, he's a very nice guy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would actually say this to him, to his face. Um, I loved it in uh, Hot Gun when he played um, Darth Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Oh, it was amazing. Ah, <laughs> oh, Elvis. Elvis. All right. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Uh, don't forget, you can go to funemploymentradio.com and click on the Audible link and sign up for a free 14-day trial and get a free audio book, including the new, uh, the new one from Keith Richards, as read by Johnny Depp. Awesome. Yes. Uh, so that is at funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Audible link. And, oh, yeah, and I forgot, there's uh, news about the Courage show, too, that we'll have to reveal at some point. All right. Maybe tomorrow. Yes. Perhaps tomorrow. All right. Um, and yeah, special guest tomorrow. We got all kinds of stuff tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's going to be fun. It's going to be. I got to bring in your guitar. Oh, yeah. No, no, mm-hmm. no. It's already set out. It's ready okay. to go. All right. We'll have to figure out what to put in it. <laughs> well, it's a, we'll have a meeting of the minds later. And yes, it out. excellent. Yeah. All right. Uh, we will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio.com. <laughs> <laughs>